You probably heard Tina Trujani talking about what's going on at Queen's Park right now. Outside, not inside. It's a group that includes five Ontario mothers. They are challenging the province's child vaccine law. And they allege it violates a number of constitutional rights. They are um, with a group called the, uh, their nonprofit organization, Vaccine Choice Canada. And they allege that immunization of schools public uh, of school public's pupils act rather uh, breaches the rights to freedom of conscience and religion and to liberty and security of the person among others. The law states that parents must ensure that their children are vaccinated against a certain list of diseases unless they obtain a medical exemption. And parents can also obtain an exemption if they sign a statement of conscience or religious belief, which I actually personally have a problem with. But as of 2017, if they do that, They sign a statement of conscience based on religious belief. They have to first attend an information session on vaccination. And under the law, if you don't go to that class, that information session, then your kids can be suspended from school on order from a medical officer of health. Why? Because they put other kids at risk. I love this T-shirt. I would love to buy this T-shirt. It simply says vaccines cause adults. It's controversial. Because some people don't believe that. But it is a medical fact that we almost eradicated diseases that are now starting to rear their heads because of the fact that we had vaccines and we were appropriately vaccinating people for quite a while. And uh, things are starting to fall apart. I think this started in the states where people were vaccine hesitant and the World Health Organization says that's one of our greatest risks to uh, world health, global health. But uh, just recently, October 23rd, Disneyland had a visitor with measles that may have exposed other people. It's a frightening thought. And what these parents are objecting to is that they they also object to the fact that they have to sign a document that lists the dangers of not being vaccinated and tells parents that by signing, they're accepting responsibility for putting their child's health and life even at risk. Well, you can't have it every way, but this group of parents is down at Queens Park right now along with this group. And they are a uh, organization called Vaccine Choice Canada. And they say they're... um, This law is violating a number of constitutional rights here in Canada. I wonder if this has to do with the fact that people are not starting to trust science because they're being led down a path full of buzzwords and things that appeal to them more. It's like a confirmation bias. Here to talk about it um, is Assistant Professor of Behavioral Science at the University of Regina, Gordon Pennycook. Welcome to the show, Gordon. Good to have you on. Thank you. You have an interesting theory about uh, people and and them being vaccine hesitant and how these these vaccine beliefs are formed. Could you share it with us? Sure. There's there's actually kind of two components you have to think about, right? The first is what is the source of the of the resistance in the first place, and the second is you know what sustains it after that, right? So the so the kind of initial source is actually kind of simple, which is people just don't like the idea of their children being stuck with needles and having things injected into them. So there's, there's kind of a natural resistance to this, you know, sort of thing. And really it's actually kind of amazing that generally people are so uh, sufficiently rational to be like accepting of the kind of science because they don't, you know, you don't see that. What you see is your kid getting stuck with a needle. So it's kind of, people have a kind of intuitive resistance to that. But then the question is, so it's they... the delivery method. Like if we were doing something that you, your kid could just, you know, uh, breathe in, 
instead of getting a uh, a needle, you think less people would be vaccine hesitant? I think so, yeah. But the, really? Uh, it's partly that and also partly um, the injection of foreign materials. So if you give them a pill, they would. some people will still object because, you know, what's in the pill? I don't know what's in the pill, you know. Um, so that, but there's still like that. That's the, the, you know, and there's also that pairs with sometimes kids have a small kind of adverse reaction to it, which is, of course, um, not at all, you know, it's perfectly acceptable given what you're gaining from it, but you don't see what you gain. You only see that the kid is kind of, uh, you know, his arm hurts or whatever, right? You've so. you've read, you've written a book on this. You've written many pieces on it. You talk about how cognitive biases can lead people to make poor judgments, and that you know we like to think our brain is like a computer, but it's not really. Can you maybe expand on that? That's right. So the so the the work I do is on how do we overcome our intuitions, right? So we have this kind of uh, immediate kind of impulse to kind of be resistant in some cases to things like vaccines. But, you know, how is it that we, we stop and reflect about things? And what happens is that, you know, people can uh, do that in many cases, which is why lots of people do actually get vaccines or they, you know, uh, make you know, good decisions in other areas of their life. Um, but what happens sometimes is when people stop and think about things, they think about things in the wrong sort of way. And so in the context of vaccines, what people might do um, when they're faced with information, like, you know, something people are telling them that they need to vaccinate their, vaccinate their kids, is they search for information that confirms what they want to believe in the first place. That's confirmation bias, right? Right, the misinformation um, that they find elsewhere. They yeah. they already are leaning that way, so they're going to glom onto that. Yeah, so they just want, they, they, they're so kind of, they have such a strong feeling that this is a bad thing, that even reading information that is counter to what they believe is kind of like a kind of um, unsettling feeling and something that you don't, they try to avoid. And so, what, what, and this is true for everybody, by the way, to some extent, it's just that, most people in the context of vaccines allow can like overcome the the these feelings to you know kind of get towards the overwhelming you know evidence that it's a good thing uh, in their case because the internet allows so many people to publish you know whatever they want basically uh, which is fine of course but um, that means you can find lots of crap on the internet that says vaccines are bad uh, mm-hmm. and so that that confirms what they already believe and then when they when they are told that you have to come to a session to look at the evidence, they, they're, they're like uh, overly distraught because they think this this is basically not allowing them to engage in confirmation bias because now they're being forced to look at the stuff that they were avoiding uh, when they were, you know, when they're doing their own research, as it were. I'm always blown away by, by the fact that people uh, question science. I know science is questioning itself on a daily basis, and that's the nature of science, to always look for the answers and continue to, you know, uh, learn more and, and grab more material to back up theories or disprove theories. Um, so what is it about science that makes people get lazy? So, the, so uh, there's a couple things. One is this kind of form of egotism, right? That is like we, we're so convinced of our own beliefs that people that who spend their entire lives researching something, we disbelieve them because we must know better, right? So that's, you know, that's part of this. People are kind of like that. We just we are in our own universes and we can't just kind of uh, think more broadly in, in many cases at least. Um, and the other thing about science is that it's complicated, right? That, that is the... In many cases, the underlying kind of uh, reasons that science scientists believe certain things is just not something that we can we can very readily grasp unless we have certain training or we spend a lot of time trying to research it. And so th- that ambiguity allows us to justify our egotism and to you know to uh, reject 
what experts say and to just believe what we want to believe in the first place. You claim that people are humans, are cognitive misers. What do you mean by that? So um, our brain is set up to be efficient, uh, which means if I ask you what your name is, uh, the answer will just pop into your head. You don't have to think about it. It doesn't take any effort to answer that question. And so in many cases, the first thing that pops into your head is a perfectly fine response, right? Um, But in many cases, it isn't also. So we have to basically... Uh, overcome the fact that our brain is trying to be efficient by forcing it to kick into action when we need it to. Um, And the question is, how do we know when that's the case? And that's not an easy question to answer, unfortunately. In the context of uh, vaccines, what the reason why most people accept it, I think, is because we understand that the stakes are high. That that's that is something that we can we can actually grasp, and that's what kicks us into gear and to actually think about these things. Um, But unfortunately, for some people even if they are kind of triggered into not being miserly into thinking in a more kind of reflective way, what they do is uh, instead of thinking in a kind of critical and, uh, you know, kind of logical way, they think in, a, in terms of confirmation bias. And so um, it's the two factors that go into it. That is, people don't think that much, and when they do think, sometimes they make mistakes. Let's approach the, what's going on right now at Queen's Park from a behavioral science uh, point of view. You know, these parents, uh, they can... Uh, by rights, they they can claim that um, they want their kids to have an exemption from being vaccinated if they sign a statement of of conscious or religious belief, and they have to attend an information session on the vaccination. And uh, whoever's representing them is saying that, you know, part of what they object to is, is the document that lists the dangers of not being vaccinated and tells parents that by signing, they're accepting responsibility for putting their children's health and even their life at risk. You know, that really speaks to the stakes are high. Is this, is this just, you know, if they sign that, it becomes too real. They have to accept responsibility where if they don't sign it and, they, you know, they can kind of play some sort of game of chance. Yeah, claim, claim ignorance, maybe. Right? Yeah. Like that is, I mean, the thing is, though, I think is that, like, uh, the opposition to signing it is is not quite like that. I don't think that is. I don't think it's because they they know once they sign it that they they uh, might have to acknowledge that they're wrong. I feel like the reason that they don't want to sign it is because they don't they genuinely very strongly do not believe the things, and then signing it makes it seem like they're acknowledging something that they don't believe to be true. And so that's that's it's a, it's a good example of how um, uh, strongly kind of embedded these beliefs are because it's. It seems unconscionable to actually even acknowledge uh, that, you know, uh, not vaccinating your kids is actually a dangerous thing. Um, but that's because they genuinely believe that. They think they don't believe the scientists. Right. So having them sign the document is like, you know, if you were to sign something that said, you know, vaccines cause autism, I would not sign that either, right? Right. Um, well, which I have yeah. to say, I know you brought that up, but it's been debunked because I'm going to get somebody saying, like, Gordon said it. Yeah. That has been yeah. debunked. It's definitely not a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you for doing it. And the, the the idea of the information sessions, they don't want to go to those. Cl- if they sign off and they say, I want an exemption based on conscious or religious beliefs, um, then they have to go to an information session. If they don't go to the information session, their kid would be pulled out of school. They don't want to go to that information session based on the same reason and same rationale on why they don't want to sign that document. Yeah. And there's another thing that layered into this is that, Often in the anti-vax world, there's uh, it get layers in with conspiracy theories, which is like the state is trying to you know control you, and you know it's all nefarious and all that kind of stuff. And so the the information sessions, even though the information that 
you know, is going to be given to people is from the the best sources that we have on the planet on this sort of thing. For them, it's the opposite, right? These are the most untrustworthy people because you know they're engaged with the government and it's all big cover up, blah blah blah. So it's all so it, it, it there's like there's a whole kind of class of of bad thinking that reinforces itself in this context. Well, how do you change behavior? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the behavioral scientist. I was hoping you'd have some answers. No, I don't have answers really. I mean, the, the policy is good. That is yeah. the policy here. Is, there's, so there's a lot of people who might not vaccinate their kids because they have a kind of, they, they don't quite uh, like the thought of it. But then given all the stuff, they like, well, you know, it must be that there's something here. So I, so I guess I will do it. And so there's a lot of people that aren't going to go down this path of extreme resistance. Uh, and what the policy does, and this is why, you know, this is basically like the best sort of behavioral science answer you can get, is that if you have good policy, then that will weed out the people that are somewhat in the middle. Uh, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but there's just going to be some subset of people that just you can't, you can't get across to. Uh, and no one, if, if any <clears throat> behavioral scientist tells you that they have figured out a way to do that, <laughs> send them my way or my way, because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to do it. And uh, I'm surprised if... Uh, if we have a good resolution to this in the next 10 years, even. Well, Gordon, I appreciate your time. That's a scary thought, the fact that, you know, uh, these people will not change their way of thinking because lives are at risk and possibly even their own kids' lives. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. Probably back. Gordon Pennycook is Assistant Professor of Behavioral Science at the University of Regina. We're just talking about these people. It includes a group of five Ontario mothers challenging the province's uh, child vaccination law. They're at Queen's Park right now, along with a nonprofit organization called Vaccine Choice Canada. And they're alleging the Immunization of, of School Pupils Act breaches their rights to freedom of conscience and religion and to liberty and security of the person and that it violates a number of their constitutional rights. And so they are, are fine with taking the exemption. They don't want to take any of the information sessions. They don't want to sign any sheets. They just don't want their kids to be vaccinated. So I kind of wanted to approach this from, hey, what are these people thinking? How are they possibly forming these opinions that they feel so such conviction about? And they're so incredibly dangerous.